you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Going in raw is now a CastBox original. CastBox is the fastest growing, highest rated podcast app on both iOS and Android, where you can find all your favorite podcasts. You can still listen to Going In Raw wherever you get your podcasts, but we hope you'll give CastBox a shot. We think it's the best. Hey guys, this is Charlotte, and you're watching Going In Raw. What's up, it's your girl, Sasha Banks, Legit Boston. You are watching Going In Raw. You like that? What's up? This is the most must-see WWE superstar of all time and his lovely, gorgeous wife. Marie. And you are Going In SmackDown Live. This is the glorious one, Bobby Roode and you're watching Going In Raw. Hey, friend Steve here. And Larson. Yeah, welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Steve and Larson, available wherever fine podcasts are. We've got a great partnership with CastBox. It really helps Going In Raw. Great way to support Going In Raw. Uh, hop on the CastBox app, download it to your phone or whatever device you listen to podcasts on, uh, and uh, it's free for iOS and Android. Subscribe to Going In Raw. Leave a comment, right? Yeah. What you got going on there? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. We're also available on the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. We're having a spirited discussion in the pre-show Patreon chat. That's right. You can check out these uh, recap shows, uh, these recap episodes going in raw live. Uh, $5 a month end up really helps support going in raw. And uh, yeah, you get to hang out with the going in raw community and talk about Star Trek. Star Trek. The benefit of IMAX theaters, yeah, IMAX versus 3D, and we talk endlessly about food. Yes, we do, and a lot more pot conversations are getting mixed into. <laughs> Don't know how that started to become a thing, but it's chat. you know, everybody does like a, a a weed check now. They're like, "Hey, who's blazing up?" <laughs> Our chat has become a hub of marijuana enthusiasts, Larson. All right. <laughs> Anyways, um, so yeah, fun stuff. What are we talking about? Oh, and we got a merchandise store now. Friendomarket.com. We're selling some shit, man. We're selling all sorts of stuff now. Look at this. We got a shirt. Well, I can't see it because you got the graphic up. Well, I can, I, look, there's a sh there's two of them on the graphic. But you were preparing the shirt to show the camera, but I'm there's graphic. I'm preparing the shirt for when we get off the graphic. But look, friendomarket.com. We got shirts. Right now, we got a great shirt and sticker combo package. It's the Slaya shirt. You guys have probably seen it if you've been paying attention to the show. Check it out. Look at this thing. High quality silk screen right here. There's a postcard with a our names postcard. on it. Postcard. Well, this isn't just any postcard, man. It's got you and me standing in front of this set with our arms crossed, smiling. Yeah, we're smiling. On and this. our names are on it. And it's actually signed by us. All these postcards Sticker. are signed by us. Sticker. Sticker. Why well, you're just a great salesman, aren't you? I'm just showing up. I'm letting Sticker. the I'm letting the product Sticker. do the talking. Sticker. And we pack every order. Every order has been touched by us. Is, yeah, is that a selling point? I don't know. We're actually doing the packing. Yeah, we're doing all the packing. Speaking of marijuana, we're packing our uh, orders. Right? What? Oh my god. Not you're such a grumpy goose, thing. man. You're not such a grumpy thing, goose. Not the same thing. 
Uh, anyways, let us get into today's episode. What are we talking about today, Larson? 205 Live and NXT. That's right. Um, we need every... So, 205 Live, I was thinking about this, would benefit from everybody being Leo Rush. If it was all... Just like no, I feel like you need a you need, ten man roster of you need Leo rushes. You need, you need different personalities. No, you don't. Because then, if Man. everybody was like Leo Rush, there would be Do no. You remember, it'd, be, it'd just all be the same. You remember when Two Hundred Five Live was like the Enzo Show? Yeah, all right. It should go to being the Leo Rush Show. No, because here, and this isn't the best example because thus far Leo Rush is far more entertaining than Enzo has ever been. Yeah, um, but if using that example. Mm-hmm. Since Enzo was such a strong personality, imagine if the whole show was Enzo's. It'd have been awful. Yeah, no, but here's the thing: he's bad, and Leo Rush is amazing. I know, but so it'd be all I'm amazing. Saying, I'm saying you by need, your logic, you need you need the different personalities to make it interesting. How hyped are you for this Akira Tozawa feud? Oh, incredibly, Rush? incredibly! This is gonna be great. The character work between these two, just so far in two weeks of just pretty basic interaction oh man it's been incredible oh man i'm all about the man of the hour yeah he's great 23 years old 23 year old piece of gold <laughs> 23 i was gonna say 23 pounds of gold <laughs> but no i think he's a bit more than that. he's like 160 something yeah well maybe 123 um but no i thought it was a really fun episode um it had a decent main event um cedric alexander versus adeo atani we'll get to that in a little bit uh assuming i ever find my notes what happened first on the show? First, we had a match between Kalisto and Tony Nice, um, kind of as I su- suspected. Uh, Lucha House Party has moved on to moved on to a new feud, and this time With against the Body Guys, the Body Guys, Tony Nice and Buddy Murphy. We're just calling them that. Oh, because that's, just that's just what we're going to call because them. Because they're both ripped. Yeah, man. They're huge. Well, they are body guys. It's just they haven't really officially called no, themselves. No, no. And if like, they do call themselves a name, it's not going to be body guys. It'd be great if it was, though. It would be. Yeah, Although I mean, it doesn't really seem to fit in with what Buddy Murphy is. I mean, we learned this episode that those noisemakers at Lucha House Party used just infuriate them. Could they call, could they call them buddy guys? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anyways. Um, yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Man. He's, he's more like grumpy dude on the lawn, right? Yeah. He's like he was seriously mad. I about hate that. the Fourth of July. I actually do hate the Fourth of July. I have a good time on the Fourth of July, but man, all the fireworks and how it sets off my dog. Oh God, I hate that. It's so irritating at like midnight. Yeah, illegal was, fireworks at midnight. That's the worst. Well, this past year we were sitting watching fireworks, and I looked behind me, and someone's shooting off bottle rockets. Like during the fireworks display. What the hell, man? It's like this, this, you know, this, this display that the city's putting on that costs several thousand dollars. At least. At least. Yeah. It's not enough for you. <laughs> All you right. There, you have to go in your backyard or whatever and, and set off illicit fireworks, potentially causing fire and extensive property damage to those around you. Is yeah. that really worth it? Yeah, no, I'm with you on that one. Especially the fireworks these days. They make some cool patterns and shapes. Yeah. They were hearts, smiley faces. Yeah. Your bottle rocket can't do that. Somebody did one that had like an American. Fl- it wasn't an ours, but like they made a whole American flag up in the Incredible. sky. Incredible. That's inspiring. Yeah, right there. it's technology today. You know, it makes you forget about what's going on in the you world. Cross state lines, buy some fireworks somewhere, and bring them back over here. Yeah. Think it's all fun and laughs until no, you set man. someone's house on fire. Yeah. Come on, that's not fun and laughs. No, it's not. That's dangerous. See, I don't mind. I don't mind the spectacle of the organized Fourth of July. I don't mind people set fireworks out. I love Safe, parades. Insane fireworks. Parades are great. We're, we don't live in the Midwest. We can't be lighting bottle rockets off. Yeah, my dad freaked out when Alabama ran out into the street to get like some candy that was being thrown. Oh yeah, I was and, there, and I was like, and I was like, Lace, go go get her, because I'm too lazy. 
And uh, but I was like, it's nothing's gonna happen. Every everything in the parade is moving two miles an hour. Well, I know, but still, like, Bama's not gonna throw. Look, man, if my child willingly sees a car and decides, hey, I want to get under that wheel that's moving, I don't know, man. Maybe I'm not doing a good job. Maybe okay, that's maybe that's sort of the, the Darwinism <laughs> thing, you know? <laughs> well, well. <laughs> Because like no survival instinct is like inherent in humans, man. Yeah, no, you're I supposed to know that. better. And she's old enough now; she's like three and a half. She should know. Don't get under. If she doesn't know that by now, you know, All I've right. taught her like you know, hey, when you cross the road, look yeah, look both, both ways. ways. Yeah, of right. course. And she knows, hey, cars come and stop. She knows that. Yeah. So. All right. But it's good that my dad is so you know vigilant about that. No, that is good. I'm just saying a parade is moving like two miles an hour. I know, but still, you know, like cars are heavy. I love parades though; they're great. Oh, yeah. Just not if any, my kid's going to get squished. Yeah, no, that's bad. That's bad. Anyways, Kalisto. Yeah, no illegal fireworks. Uh, yeah, that's annoying. Kalisto versus Tony Especially Nese. at midnight. Uh, Buddy Murphy. Uh, it says here, Buddy Murphy destroys Kalisto from behind. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, because uh, the match is going on. It's a pretty decent match. Yeah. Uh, they're letting Tony Nese do what he can do finally as opposed to just strictly being body guy. Mm-hmm. He's buddy showing guy. off a bit more of his athleticism. But he uh, at one point, uh, Buddy Murphy just gets completely infuriated by Lucha House Party and their noisemakers. It's pretty obnoxious. So he goes over to confront them. Kalisto does a little thing, jumps out of the ring, gets on Tony Nese. Uh, around then, Buddy Murphy takes it upon himself to club Kalisto in the back when he's mm-hmm. not looking, mm-hmm. um, and then uh, which causes the ref to DQ. Uh, Tony Nese, Kalisto wins by DQ, and there's a massive brawl between Lucha House Party and the Buddy Guys. The Buddy Guys. Um, so, so we're going to yeah. get a tag match, and I think Buddy Murphy versus any of the members of Lucha House Party is going to be great. Man, give me Buddy versus Lince Dorado. Ooh, that'd be great. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, any of them, man. That's awesome. Um, Although they have not done a good job explaining why Buddy Murphy and Tony Nese associate with one each other, other, other than the fact that they say they're friends, but it's, I think it's mostly just because they're both huge muscular men. Yeah, I mean, look, you can have like maybe show one backstage thing of them working out together. Yeah, and then it explains it, or talking about protein. Yeah, that'd be know, good. <laughs> that kind of thing. Getting their macros for the day. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Or going on about creatine. That's yeah. legal, right? You, yeah, yeah, yeah. Guys yeah. do that. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So anyway, I, mean, I don't know if it's popular as it used to be, but yeah. Yeah, I have no idea. Um, yeah, just something to show why they've bonded because I don't know why. I just assume they put them together because they're both body guys. Yeah. Well, you know, it's good to have friends. Yeah. I don't need to know why people are like people don't know why we're friends. Sometimes I wonder about that one. What's What's the most common question we've ever been asked? How do you guys meet? Not recently, though. Historically, Not recently. Historically speaking, when we were when we were just doing when it was obviously we were just like floating around doing nothing, like trying to be gamer dudes. Which we totally aren't. No. Like, you know, yeah, we were getting that question a lot. But I haven't answered that question in flipping forever. I understand, but historically speaking. Yeah. That's the most common question we ever got. People want to know how we met, how we became friends. My, my point is this, though. Because they didn't know what else to ask. Well, maybe then uh, I, would, I, would know, I would know what more to ask, kind of, in terms of how interested I'd be in their, their that's friendship. That's killing my soul right now, dude. In their friendship, mm-hmm. if I knew what started it. I don't, I don't know what common bonds they have. I don't know what they talk about. I don't know what they do if they're friends. I don't know, man. I mean, I can kind of infer that it's just like they're body guys. They're body guys. That's it. Yeah, like look at Buddy. Buddy Murphy's whole story was be a better body guy well, so you can get into 205 Live. He's, he's the, the juggernaut. 
Um, well, That's what they call him. Yeah, but you know, he had to get on the weight scale. No, I understand. Well, the body I mean, that's their way of booking him as a monster heel, yes. Yeah. So that's his story. No, I understand. Right? That. Tony Nese, what's his story? One, two, three. He's, yeah, he's got eight abs. I yeah. look great. Yeah. God, I can. No, I can. I can, I can read between third, the lines I there. I had two. Yeah. But it, it was just you know as a partnership out of nowhere. Yeah. I just want to know. I just want to know what the instigating incident was. Yeah, sure. That's all I'm asking for. Right. It's a small detail. Yeah. And it's and it could be easily written in. Yeah. No, I feel you. Kind of. But then again, I can also just use my imagination. No, I can too. Maybe they used to fight crime together. Probably not. No. Maybe. No, probably not. <laughs> Next up, we had Drake Maverick and uh, a, the brand new Noam Dar. He has changed. Like, even his, like, face graphic. He looks like he's aged five years for one thing. Like, because his hair is different now. It's, like, a little shaggier. Yeah. He, like, combs it down, but it's all shaggier. And his face looks, like, older well, and, I like, think, leaner. I, oh, yeah, it's leaner, I think. Yeah, it's, like, more sunken in. jacked now. And he's, like, super jacked. He just look. He doesn't look like a child anymore. No, he looks like a tough guy. Like, when I look at him, I know he's still the same height, which is short. But, man, like, the way he carries himself, I think he's, like, six feet, mm -hmm. you know? And so he's back there talking to Drake Maverick, and Drake is like, hey, you know, last time you were here, you had a lot of distractions. We're in a new day. This is about competition now. And uh, Noam Dar, I don't know, mumbled something. I forget what he said. But uh, in walks TJP, and he's like, uh, you know, yeah, things have changed around here, but, you know, not for the better. What are you looking up there about Noam Dar? How tall okay. is he? He's 5'9". 5'9". Okay, TJP yeah. was five, is 5'10", apparently, because they look like they were roughly the same height. Okay, right. Uh, so TJP comes in and Noam Dar's like, mate, I beat you in 17 seconds. And uh, TJP's like, well, yeah, mystery opponent didn't know, you know, you were on your way. And so um, I think well, this is set up for next week. Yeah. 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 Set, yeah. yeah. Next week. Next week's going to be a freaking yeah. slam bang show, man. Leo Rush That's going to be a sick Tazawa. match. That yeah. Noam Dar TJP yeah, gonna match. Good. That's going to be good. So we got that. We get uh, Leo Rush versus Akira Tozawa. And there oh, was. Man. I thought there was another match made too. Um, Maybe not. No, I don't guess so. No, I thought there was two. I thought I remember seeing a third screen that said next week, but I could be wrong about yeah. that. Uh, next, we got a Hideo Itami video package. I like that they're calling him a, a Japanese legend. Hey, dude, this was, yeah, me too. This is a good video package. I hope they do more of these. Yeah. It kind of reminded me a little bit of like the Mustafa Ali ones, which, by the way, why did he stop doing those? I know. Because if you noticed, since he stopped doing them, he's kind of, I mean, granted, he only did like three or four of them. But, like, he's sort of fallen to the wayside, man. Keep on doing those things. I know. Even if they don't run them on TV, put them on your Twitter account. I know, I know. People like that stuff. I know, I know. Maybe it's because he's not really in a feud right now. Could be. Yeah, yeah he, he's, he's done with Buddy Murphy, so maybe he's just waiting for something else. Yeah. Anyway, that was, it was really well done. Um, did a great job of, of, of getting across why Hideo is a viable threat. It was a high-quality production. It was. It really was. They did a good job with that. Uh, next, Leo Rush, Man of the Hour. Man. Versus Colin Delaney. We saw Colin a few weeks back. I freaking love I love his theme music. I love his hoodie. His little diamond earring thing. I've never seen a dude look so cool with a diamond earring. Usually I'm not, I'm not I'm like, eh, I don't know about that. He looks amazing with mm -hmm. a diamond earring. Mm -hmm. He's fantastic. He's got a way of being completely and utterly charming. Mm -hmm. And also kind of like being like a jerk. Yeah. Yeah. But he's like he's 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 charming when he's a jerk. Yeah, totally. It seems like, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Anyways, we, 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 before we started, we sat and watched the the end of this match when he hits the uh, final hour and pins Colin Delaney. 
And right at the three count, he just looks down at the guy and smile. <laughs> and completely condescending. It's like condescendingly, say, I, but also kind of lovingly. Yeah, I know. It's like, yeah. I just whooped your I just whooped your ass, essentially. Yeah. He's smiling and said, you're not good enough to be in the ring with me. But that smile is so darn charming. And at the same time, there's a little bit of like, nice try. Yeah. You know, hey, yeah. you gave it your all. You did what you can do. But you're not good enough to beat me. But you're not going to beat this because yeah. I'm the man of the hour. Yeah. Um, and Colin Delaney's like a million years old. Um, so, uh, yeah, but Akira Tozawa, of course, he was at ringside the mm-hmm. same way Leo was at ringside for him last week. Um, and so, uh, but yeah, no, this was, I mean, just to go over the match a little bit. Um, Before the match started, Leo got out of the ring, got a chair, put it down for Akira to sit yeah, in. Yeah, like that's a nice thing to do. What's Akira's problem here? No, like, Why Leo, is he the heel? Leo Rush was being a little condescending about it. All, listen, all the man did was get a chair for Akira Tozawa. I understand. You know what the bigger thing to do is for Akira? Sit in the chair. Sit in the chair. Why is he immediately just assuming? Why is he immediately assuming? Last week, Leo Rush had a perfectly good, in the spirit of competition, call out. Was it arrogant? Yes, a little bit. But he's calling out. He's Akira Tozawa is the guy he came out to see. You know. I don't have an answer for you. Akira Tozawa, to me, in this is the heel. All right. What do you think? No, I could see that. Right? I mean, I thought his behavior, especially after the match, was a little heelish, but it was also, for the most part, pretty funny. Yeah, I know. But, like, the the entire time... But it didn't exactly seem completely motivated. So, here's the thing. Leo Rush, in my opinion, there there was... Okay, so there is arrogance. There is cockiness. A little bit of good-naturedness, too, though. Yeah. You know? he's, He's a bit playful. Hey, this is a game. This is a game. But here, sit down. Take a seat on me. Take a seat. Yeah. And watch this. And Akira Tozawa kicks it over. Yeah. What is yeah. that? Right? So then he has the match. And it's great. It's just Leo Rush doing Leo Rush yeah. stuff. And, like and running this way. And then all of a sudden yeah, he's running yeah, this yeah, way. Yeah. And I'm confused. Yeah. And then after the match, after Leo Rush wins, Akira Tozawa, you know, plays the scene really well. Mm-hmm. Like, hmm. All right. This yeah. guy's going to be a challenge. Yeah. So he picks up the microphone. Stands on the announce table. And he says, you know, hey, that was great. And, you know, you're great, but what have you done here? You've done nothing here. And uh, he gets up on the ring apron and he says, hey, and and Leo Rush is like, you know, he's smiling. Again, a little bit of good-naturedness there. He's part of the game. Yeah, but also, you know, completely confident. Yes, of course. Yes. As well as he should be. Look what he yeah. just did to Colin Delaney, a legend. Kiritazawa gets in, gets a little closer, and he's like, uh, and Man of the Hour says, you know, I'll take you. And he doesn't have a mic, so he's saying, I'll take you anytime. Anywhere, you know, just name it. Name the time anywhere. We'll do this. Yeah. Spirit of competition. Yes. Right? Yes. Kira Tozawa, he says, here, give me the mic. He says, you can't hear what I'm saying? Give me the mic. Kira Tozawa comes in, offers the mic, and then pulls it away and says, oh, I'm just joking. Then offers it up again as Leo Rush is going to take it. He drops, drops it. And then Leo Rush starts to take his earrings out. And it, no, Hold on a second. It was the what? saddest thing, though. Because Leo Rush, up until that point, had a big smile on his face. Right? Yeah. Happy to be here. Happy to be in the spirit of competition. That took the smile off his face. Yeah, and that's when he started taking his earrings out. Then he started taking then his he earrings ready to fight. out. Yeah, he was ready to throw down. Drake Maverick shows up. I hadn't heard his music in God knows how long. Starts with a laugh. Yeah. So that's kind of weird. It's, it sounds like it probably should have been Rockstar Spud's music. Well, he is Rockstar Spud. No, he's not. He's Drake Maverick. But he is Rockstar Spud. But he's Drake Maverick. And uh, so anyways, he comes out and he says, what is with everybody today? You know, people he just want to fight Drake Maverick. Yeah, people let just them want to fight. fight. Let them fight. Darn it! He needs a little bit more Kurt Angle in him. Settle your differences in the ring right now. That kind of Kurt Angle, yes. not the completely inept at his job. Yes. Kurt Angle. Yes, Drake is good at his job. 
Except he, he drags his feet. People want to fight. So let him fight. Well, he has to space out. They don't have their own paper. He has to space things out, man. He's got a card to fill next week. Well, if they had pay-per-views, then they'd probably need to space it out more because there's only one pay-per-view a month. Yeah, I don't know what to tell you, man. Anyways, uh, he says, you guys are going to fight next week on 205 Live. Crowd boos that. It was a kind of a crap crowd, I'll be honest with you. It looked like half the crowd left. There was a long shot where it looked like half the lower bowl was empty. And the people who stuck around really were not that great. They were, didn't seem to be that into the I show. Mean, I'm sure there's plenty of good people there. I'm just saying that they yeah. weren't in the show. Yeah. Um, so anyways, uh, yeah, we're going to get that match next week. I hope that is one of many matches we get. Can you imagine Akira Tozawa finally having somebody he can go full speed with? Oh, I know. It's going to be fantastic. Ooh. Fantastic. That's going to that's gonna be good. Man. That is going to be good. Where are they next week? Do we know? Where is no idea next week? No idea. Hmm. Uh, next, we had a Drew Gulak iPhone promo. He was uh, joined by Brian Kendrick and Jack Gallagher. It was all weird framed, like his giant head. It was He was like holding it here, but then the other guy. Well, he wasn't holding background. anything, probably. Usually you do a selfie like this. I know. He was doing the, oh, like, you think that this was a fake selfie? I think they're all fake selfies at this point no yeah i think so alexa bliss's wasn't the other day that oh. looked real as heck all right i think most because it was all pixely okay most of them the picture quality is too good yeah that's true too so i assume most of them are fake maybe they all have a uh, iphone x's or something maybe i don't know but yeah anyways but anyways he just said now that uh they're done with lucha house party um they're setting their sights on the cruiserweight championship mm-hmm. pretty mm-hmm. much it yeah and that brings us to our main event. Main event. Adeo Tommy versus Cedric Alexander. So I like Adeo Tommy. Yeah. I really, really do. He doesn't have the most exciting style in the world. Like, he's a striker primarily. And I'm not sure that that's, like, a great fit for him. And I don't know what a better fit would be for him, to be honest with you. But, like, this is a fine match. Yeah. But it was nothing, to me, it was not anywhere close to a Mustafa Ali-Cedric match or a Buddy Murphy-Cedric mm-hmm. match mm-hmm. or even like a Kalisto. 205 Live, I don't know, man. I think given the nature of the crowd we've been given, like, okay, Drew Gulak, right? He's a submission wrestler, Matt wrestler. He can get the crowd into it, though. Mm-hmm. He knows how to be like some because you generally think submission and very few people can really rev up a crowd and be submission wrestlers like Zack Sabre Jr. is probably best in the world. Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan does yes. it great. Um, Drew Gulak, I think, is one of those. I mm-hmm. think he can mm-hmm. really well, get the character crowd work. Into it. It's, it's, it all comes down to character work. Exactly. Um, Adeo Itami with his strikes, even though his character work is fine, the whole respect me thing is great. I'm just I can't get into his matches on 205 Live. I just. The crowd being dead, the crowd can come alive, and they usually come alive, you know, taking the submission stuff out with the high-flying stuff, yeah. with the Leo Rush the type spots, stuff, yes. the Akira Tozawa type stuff, and the Cedric Alexander type stuff. And I'm not sure that Adeo Tommy brings much of that to the show. So, I don't know. I'm just not I, – I really wasn't into this that much, although it had a cool finish. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. What do you think? You like Adeo Tommy? No, I think he's fine. I'm like he's had good matches. His the triple threat match they had to kind of declare number one contender was really good. Granted, it was him and Buddy Murphy and uh, Mustafa Ali. Yeah, but it's not like he was the the weak link in that match by any stretch of the imagination. No, I don't think there was a weak link there. But and uh, if you go back to Hideo Tommy's match against Bob Roode in NXT, that was really solid. <laughs> that was a good match. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I I I I don't think it's a matter of, of necessarily him being a striker or his abilities, but but I think it's just a matter of of how the beats of the match are laid out. Um, 
partly, you, you know, they in the commentary mentioned this too is. You know, they, they touted Hideo Itami's striking ability, but they also said at the same time, well, Cedric's no slouch in that department either, which yeah. he's not. Yeah. You know, um, like Cedric's back elbow is one of the best mm-hmm. in sure. the entire WWE. So it wasn't so much, it didn't feel so much like a huge difference in styles, even though it is, mm-hmm. because Hitami's, you know, primarily a striker, whereas Cedric isn't, but it's not to say... Cedric can't strike at all. Mm. Um, so I think if it's a situation where there's a vast difference in style, say it was Hideo Tommy versus Drew Gulak, mm-hmm. where Drew is predominantly a, a technical submission wrestler, and, and so he wants to keep the match on the mat, versus Hitami, who wants to keep the match standing up so he can hit him, mm-hmm. that's the difference in styles. There's a story to be told there. Yeah. Um, but the story of this match didn't really feel like Hideo taking advantage of Cedric's deficiencies in the striking department to, to g- gain the upper hand. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like just the story involved in the match didn't seem as clear as it should be. Yeah. Or could have been. Yeah, maybe. You know? I mean, I think the thing about the triple threat match was the character work between Buddy and Hideo, I think, was like sort of the high point of that match. Well, there was a lot of dynamics going on in, involved in it because Mustafa Ali and Buddy Murphy at first were like competing against each other to get a chance to beat up Hideo Itami. Yeah, but the thing that stood out about that match was Buddy Murphy and Hideo Itami sort of trying to outheal each other, yeah. you know, trying to out yeah, yeah. physical each other. Yeah. And you got a guy like Buddy Murphy who can do who he puts everything and I'm not saying Adeo Atami doesn't. I'm just trying to find a place for him on 205 Live that I think he would like interest me in him because right now I'm just not interested in the yeah. guy, you know. Well, I mean like he's a heel, but he's not vicious. Really? I mean, he likes to hit people. They try to make him out to be, but I don't really see it. No, that I don't much. really I don't I don't think he really comes across as Vicious, yeah. Like he doesn't go out there and just beats people up strictly. Maybe for if malice. he had more dimension than just respect me. I know and that's part of it too. Maybe that's. I think part it's partially, it. you know, kind of a, a thin character. Yeah. Um, if he's gonna be healed, then he should be like super mean. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, and then I don't know. This, I, I just I just don't know if the story being told in this match was the most effective in terms of getting Hideo Itami over. Yeah. Yeah, that could be. Maybe he just hasn't. I mean, that could be the thing. Maybe he just needs. I don't know. I don't know. I just feel like I get, I don't know. I don't want to call him one-dimensional because I don't think he's that. But, like, his matches in 205 Live feel one-dimensional. That's what it is. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. And that but could anyway. all come back to character, too, though. If, if they say your character yeah, is, that is could. legendary Japanese striker, yeah. then, because I'm sure he could do a heck of a lot more than just kick I would people. imagine so, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, that's sort of like with Nakamura is the same thing. Having seen some of his work in New Japan, I know he could do a heck of a lot more just kick people mm-hmm. and and drop knees. Mm-hmm. But then you know he comes to WWE and it seems like all right, your focus is you know you're a striking expert. Mm-hmm. You're the foremost striker in, in wrestling, so that's what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know he can do so much more. Yeah, um, it's funny because the finish to this you pointed out before because I had to watch the finish uh, here before we started um, was a, felt you thought like. Um, there was a minor botch yeah. where uh, Cedric uh, does it's, an Irish whip with Adeo off the ropes. He comes back, and he's supposed to do the lumbar check there. Instead, Adeo sort of runs past him, uh, bounces off the rope, and then Cedric gets yeah, him Yeah, Cedric the lumbar reaches check. out the first time, kind of misses him, so Hideo Tommy just keeps running, bounce off the rope, and Cedric gets it the second time. I thought time. it was... I, it was I, that could be the case. It certainly looked like it was the case. If so, Cedric's improvisational skills in conjunction with his pure strength are pretty great. Well, I think both of their both of their improv skills are pretty good because yeah. 
Granted, Hideo's uh, momentum was always already going that way, but it would have been really easy for him just to, for whatever reason, put on the brakes, make sure the move gets off, but no, he just knows, bounce off the ropes the other way. And Cedric basically muscled him up and mm -hmm. made sure the move got hit. That was super impressive. Yeah. Um, so another good win for Cedric Alexander. The crowd kind of killed it, and I just don't think it was, a, it was, I don't know, it just wasn't as exciting as some of the other... I don't know. I think of like Buddy Murphy, Mustafa Ali. I see guys who are doing different things in the ring like almost every time I see them. Mm -hmm. And I don't see that with the Deo Tommy. Mm -hmm. I think that's also it too is that I see guys doing things that are different and creative every time out. And I just don't think he's and doing that. And that's interesting because he has a reputation for being an innovator. I mean, he invented good yeah, sleep. Yeah. I mean, he's a guy that did the knee plus before Daniel Bryan started doing yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and they told him he can't do go to sleep anymore. He just made up a new finisher. Mm hmm. So. Yeah. So, I don't know. Uh, before we move on, today's episode of Going In Raw is sponsored by 4 Steve, I don't know if you've noticed, I have. Hair appears getting a little thin. I, I've been meaning to talk to you about that, Larson. Anyways, uh, but we're, you're not alone. 66% of men start losing their hair by the age of 35, and the problem is, once you notice hair loss, it's too late. But thankfully, there is a solution, 4 They've got everything men need for hair loss, skin care, sexual wellness are you are you looking at me when you say sexual wellness larson no anyways thanks to science baldness can be optional hymns connects you with real doctors and medical grade solutions to deal with your hair loss for hymns.com offers well-known generic equivalents of brand name prescriptions that'll help you who me and us oh keep your and our hair your hair our hair. Just answer a few questions and a doctor will review your order and ship products directly to your door. Stay away from me, doctor. My hair is fine. <laughs> and right now, while supplies last, listeners of Going In Raw can get a one-month trial of Hymns for just $5. Check out the website for complete details. This would cost you hundreds of dollars if you went to the doctor or pharmacy. Go to 4 slash G-I-R. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash G-I-R. 4 com slash G-I-R. get some of that for uh, Naito. See him on that... Uh Roller coaster uh, ride thing there. Yeah. Hairlines like up to Yeah. <laughs> thank you to, to fourhims.com. Yeah, thank you very much. For sponsoring today's show. Let's talk about NXT. Larson. Yeah, fun episode of NXT. Kicked off with yeah. Adam Cole, baby. Boy, this had a hell of a main event. Yeah, main event was solid. The <laughs> end was a little, mm, but the match itself was great. The storytelling oh, was great. Oh, the finish was, yeah, that was sad for me. You had a good, you had a good idea to have It was a, like, a really simple fix. Have a, yeah. Yeah, I'm not huge on throwing in the towel, man. Well, especially when it seemed like there was other options. Yeah, I know. It has to be a, literally really a situation where there was no other option. I know. And they didn't present it as such. But anyways, we'll get to that. First, Adam Cole, baby, took oh, on Danny Birch. He's the best. He's the best, dude. I don't care who he's got the Battle Zone Titan Tron thing going on there. That's amazing. Um, I mean, he's just the best. He's. I like that he's sort of note. Well, you know, Kyle O'Reilly does his thing. Roger yeah. Strong, he's always smiling it up. Adam Cole, when he comes out to the Undisputed Era theme, he's all oh, business. laser focus, man. He's all business. And now people are doing the boom with him. So he's got them on board with that. Yeah. Adam Cole, baby. Everybody does place that. Erupts. I mean, I mean, give me a break. He's with the this best. Guy. Who's more over, LIJ or Undisputed Era? Undisputed Era. I feel like, yeah. Man, they might be the most over faction in the world. I think so. Anyways. Move over, Bullet Club. Move over, yeah. Here comes Undisputed Era. Um, this is a fun match. They gave it a lot of time. Yeah, they did. Um, no, it was good, man. Danny Birch knows how to work stiff. Um, uh, Adam Cole kicked out of uh, Danny Birch's finisher, Tower of London. Tower of point. London. 
And then he eventually won with the last shot. Just like England lost to Croatia, Danny Birch lost to Adam Cole. There's a lot of there's a lot of this whole episode is like a metaphor for the World Cup. I guess so. It, they were kind of seeing the future a little bit. They didn't come home with those uh, tag team titles at the end. No, nor the North American title. Yeah, put it that way. There you go. Anyways, uh, so yeah, Adam Cole won with the last shot, the Shining Wizard last shot, but it was preceded by original. The last original shot. last shot, yes. Yeah. So maybe the combination of moves is now last shot. Well, I don't know because Moro called it like a what do you call it? A suplex neckbreaker. Yeah, I guess so. It's the last shot, man. It's just the last it's shot. It's the last dude. shot. Adam Cole's the best. He's going to be massive on the main roster and in NXT. Next, uh, the impromptu Candice LeRae press conference um, yeah, where she's walking she through like walking, the parking lot kind yeah. of, and then she's talking about, uh, I don't know, like her renewed focus, getting mm-hmm. down to wrestling, and then Shayna Baszler shows up mm-hmm. like being a bully. Well, no, man. Candace walked up to her. Shayna no, no, Baszler, like, she was just chilling by the thing, and then Candace rolls up to her and says, hey, Shayna. Hey, I heard no, it's what you the said attitude. about me. It's the attitude Shayna has. She's a bully, man. Look, dude. She has a reputation for being a bully. She, you think she, she was, was a, minding her business. Nah, she was there to intimidate. She was, she was literally looking at her phone, minding her business. And Candace comes up to her. I heard what she said. Yeah, everybody heard what she said. She was on TV, Candace. Yeah, because what was, what was Shayna Baszler doing? Trying to intimidate the rest of the women's division. She's a bully. That's her character. Entering competition. She said... And then Shayna said, yeah, why don't you go back and be a sidekick? Woo. But, hey, if somebody steps to me and I'm just trying to look at my phone and they say, Steve, I heard what you said. Yeah, she's stepping to Shayna because Shayna called her out. Well, it's in the place. Take care of your business in the ring. This isn't Shana raw. Shayna said, go be a sidekick, which, by the way, has kind of been Candace's role. Not anymore, NXT. though. Not anymore because we got... Tough Candace, which is best Candace. Yeah, that is best Candace. So she went into Shayna Baszler's face and started wailing away on her. Yeah, it man. was fantastic. Yeah, it was really good. And uh, Serena Deeb came in. Tried yeah. to hey, why didn't we mention the... Uh, what, what was this on SmackDown? I guess it was on SmackDown. What, when Fit Finley came out? And yeah, Adam Pierce? Why, yeah. Didn't he, why didn't he start just like destroying everybody? I don't know. Fit Finley could know. probably still destroy... Adam Pierce is massive, by the way. Yeah, I know. He got in there. I was like, oh, he's about to throw. Yeah, man. I don't know what his finisher ever was, but I feel like he was about to do that. Yeah, he could have. Anyways. Um, I don't think Adam Pierce is that far removed from being an active competitor. No, I don't think he... I think he still, from time to time, like does that. I think he only like stopped because WWE. It's like the the oh, 2014. He stopped wrestling. I think it's like the Nigel thing. Like Nigel just stopped because he was like, man, I need to get a real job. You know, somebody came to my house. Let's see what happened here. It was just the tree again. Anyways, after that, we had a Dakota Kai interview. Um, she still kind of comes off as like a bit of a scaredy cat, to be honest with you. Lacey Evans was getting in her face, and Dakota Kai was, what was his finisher? I didn't say on Wikipedia. Really? No, I'll look it up. Anyways, continue. Oh, yeah, anyways, uh, Dakota Kai gave an interview. Lacey Evans got in there, so they're going to do a thing now. The top 30 moves of that appears. Anyways, we'll, What's we'll number worry about, one? We'll worry Isn't that, that later. finisher? Not necessarily. Um, what did you think about this Dakota Kai interview? It was all right. I kind of want, whenever Dakota Kai's around, I want somebody else to beat her. Like she, I don't know what it is about her attitude that bugs me. She was like a scaredy cat. Now she's trying to act like she's not, but she kind of still is. Then she lost to Bianca Belair. I don't know. Not into her. All right. That's fine. You don't have to be into her. I didn't say I had to be. What is your take on her? She's okay. I like her. I like her. I like her in ring work. 
Yeah. So, yeah, no, it's good. I like the kick that she does. Yeah. She's captain of Team Kick. Correct. I do. Hey, you have to appreciate Shanna Baszler called it. She was like, that's not even a thing. Yeah. Or was that Bianca Belair in her promo? What is your deal today? It says scam likely. Yeah. <laughs> that means I don't answer it. I should put that. I should I should put my wife's uh, name. <laughs> I should edit her profile info, scam likely. <laughs> Can that be a creative character? Scam likely? Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Okay, next up we had a match. It was Kyrie Sane versus Scam Likely. Vanessa Bourne. Vanessa Bourne's uh, improved a, a bit in ring. I know commentary was talking about it, but it seemed like she had uh, some new moves. They gave this match uh, plenty of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's good. She's a lot more comfortable, it seems like, than when she first debuted. But also, Kyrie Sane is really good. Yeah, I know. So I think she could bring probably like a sack of potatoes to yeah, a decent match. Um, but yeah, no, this is a decent match, uh, and she didn't have to do that giant, that big elbow thing. No, she has a, a submission finisher. Uh huh. She yeah. can employ as well, called the anchor. The anchor, because she's a pirate. Yeah, she likes the maritime. She likes maritime seafaring stuff. She has a boat. Um, um, so yeah, Kyrie Sane won. Then she dropped the promo on Shayna Baszler, calling so out Shayna Baszler. Looks like we might be getting that at the takeover well. They called. A, they called. A, they announced a fatal four-way number one contender match. Kyrie saying, "Oh, they did. Yeah, nice. Candice LeRae, Nikki Cross, and Bianca Belair. Do we know who's going to win that? I mean, I'm sure we can look it up if you want. Oh, to. so it's it's happened. The spoilers are out there. Yeah, I think so. That's already happened. I are think all the so. TV tapings done before no. SummerSlam? No, oh, okay. There's all one right. more round, I think. Uh, so that's cool. Yeah, the who movie. is it? Nikki Cross, uh, Kyrie saying, Candice, and Bianca Belair. Ooh. Hmm." I guess it kind of depends on how long they want Shayna to have that title. I kind of feel like it's going to be for a while. Then it's probably going to be Bianca Belair. I don't know. I still mm. don't know what they're going to I still have no idea what their plans with Bianca Belair are. Yeah, I'm not they're sure. They're either great or not. I can't tell. Um, this next part might be my favorite part of the whole show. <laughs> Me too. So Alistair Black. draping DDT was nasty. Well, before that, Alistair Black's doing like an impromptu interview walking He's backstage. Walking, yeah. And then Johnny Gargano, disheveled Johnny Gargano. Okay. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Walks up to him and Alistair Black just, in the most believable way possible, goes to the interview and goes, we're going to have to finish this later. <laughs> and that made me laugh endlessly. Just the delivery of that line was so natural and so good. You know what killed me was, why was Johnny Gargano so wet? He looks like he hadn't slept in a week. And his hair was like greasy wet. He's, he's in character, man. <laughs> Oh, it's not. But his shirt looks so pristine. I feel like he should have gone the like. Oh, I put some mustard on or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because we assume that the rolled around some dirt. <laughs> we assume the Gargano shirt is the only one he has. Yeah. So she, he should be wearing that same shirt since uh, Takeover. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just a mess. Yeah. Agreed. But his face looked. He looked all sunken in. Yeah. He, he was he like looked, he hadn't slept. He looked awful. His hair was all like matted down with like grease. And, and he's like, you can't let Champa win that title. He you can't, can't do it. He can't, he can't let Champa win that title. Still scratching his face. He can't. He can't win an NXT championship from you. And uh, and Alistair says, "I'm like, well, we'll talk about this later." He's like, "That's a personal matter. I'm taking care of my business." And then he's like, you need to go away now. Yeah. The subtext there is, you smell, go take a shower. Yeah. <laughs> I know we have them here. Look at me. I'm great. Yes. Um, so then Alistair Black walks in, gets instantly attacked by Tommaso Ciampa. Yeah. And then Ciampa hits a draping DDT off a table onto the concrete. It's like concrete. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, that looked nasty. That was great. But it was good. And then he went and did this. And I know. Went away. Wait, Alistair just said, we're going to have to finish this later. We're going to have to finish this later. So good. 
So good. <laughs> He's like, I mean, dragging his crap. Yep. Uh, yeah. So next up, we had the main event. Which One was heck of a main event. Oh boy, undisputed era versus Mustache Mountain. I mean, the, the match. NXT the match starts in a, a, a complete brawl before the bell even really rings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're brawling all over the place. Yeah. And the main story of this match was very early on. Roderick Strong dropped Trent Seven's uh, knee that had a brace on it mm-hmm. on the ring steps. Mm-hmm. And from yeah. that moment on, undisputed era just continued to uh, to to destroy Trent Seven's knee. Yeah. Um, it got so bad at one point that once Trent got a hot tag, Tyler Bate, um, they had the training staff come out and check on Trent Seven's knee while Tyler Bate was laying into Undisputed Air. He did the double spin thing again. That spot's always great. Yeah, and even later on in the match, Trent Seven wanted to tag in, but Tyler Bate wouldn't let him mm-hmm. because he wanted his partner's knee not to get you know permanently messed Completely up. Completely decimated. Yeah. Um, at one point, Tyler Bate hits Tyler Driver on Roderick Strong. Kyle O'Reilly jumps in, mm-hmm. breaks up the pin. Yep. Um, then uh, uh, Tyler Bate eats a knee from Roderick Strong, sends him into his own corner. Trent Seven tags himself in. Trent actually puts up a pretty good fight, laying in undisputed era, hits the seven-star lariat. Roderick Strong kicks out. Um, then uh, Kyle O'Reilly really starts working over Trent Seven's knee, puts him yeah. in a heel hook. By the way, the crowd was insane. Oh, my gosh. The crowd was insane for, for like the – I swear it was like the first half of the match – there were dueling undisputed era mustache mountain chants. Mm-hmm, it was mm-hmm, fantastic. Mm-hmm, it was so mm-hmm. good. Um, and they kind of both sit up, start slapping each other. Mm-hmm. And eventually, uh, Trent kicks his way free. Kyle puts a double knee bar on him. Mm-hmm. Um, Trent tries to get to his corner, tries to get to the ropes, can't do it. Tyler Bate grabs a towel. Um, and the whole time, Trent's like, no, 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 don't do it. Don't yeah. do it. Don't do it. While he's getting his knee destroyed, he refuses to tap out, refuses to lose those titles. Um, but in the end, Tyler Bate throws in the towel. Um, not, uh, Undisputed Era reclaims those tag titles. Here's the thing, though. That finish would make more sense if Tyler Bate had no other choice. Yeah. Roderick Strong should have been over there with, with Tyler Bate in some move mm-hmm. on the ropes, you know, ringside area, not allowing him to get in the ring to break up that hold. I understand their faces, and just prior to that, Tyler Bate did get in there to break up a, a, a hold, and the ref... You know, told mm-hmm. him not to. Still, I mean, what are you going to if, – if the ref disqualifies, you keep the belts. Yeah, I know. I know. So there's no, really no downside in doing it. I know. No, I agree with you totally. I was kind of disappointed by the ending. The situation you laid out I think would have worked great. Um, yeah. I don't see there's, – there's, there's really no situation a face should be thrown in the towel. Although I guess – oh, they did sell at the beginning. Like uh, Moreau said, Trent Seven came to pro wrestling a little later in life because obviously he's, you know, like 17 – 15 years older than Tyler yeah, yeah, Bate. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, no, I was kind of bummed. But, I mean, it was, you know, not to take away from the match. The match, oh, match it was, was a hell of a match. Yeah. And it's not often we get a towel being thrown in. So it was different. But, yeah, I agree with you. I think it should have been the kind of thing. It could have been. It should have been. literally could not it have It should have been there. the absolute last resort. Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. Where literally Roderick Strong was, was exacting some measure of pain on Tyler Bate. Mm-hmm. Not allowing him to do anything else. Yeah. It's like Tyler Bate literally had no recourse except to throw on the towel to to save Trent Seven. I'm really hoping. Are they going to take that to takeover now? That'd be great. That would be fantastic because, man. So, anyways, all of Undisputed Era meet up on the top of the stage. They all have belts. Bobby Fish even has a trophy now. He's got got a little trophy. He says, winners of Dusty Classic. I feel like they had that made for themselves. Oh, I think they did. Yeah. And it's great. It is pretty great. It's just more Undisputed Era. He's off his crutches. So I'm guessing he's going to be... He was walking around pretty good. cleared relatively soon. When he soon. strolled out to the, to the ramp, he was looking great. Yeah, man. 
It's got to be pretty yeah. soon. It's been about six months since he uh, injured his knee. Are we to assume they're just going to sort of freebird that between the three of them? I would hope so. I would think that's the case. They can't break him up. No tension, no friction. Always best friends. Yes. Yeah, that's how it needs yes. to go. Uh, let's answer some questions. Yes, please. All right. Uh, Nemo wants to know, should the Cruiserweight title be defended on pay-per-views knowing we would not get the quality of the match we do on 205 Live? I kind of feel like that's the sticking point. I'd rather have great matches on 205 Live than have mediocre matches on pay-per-views because that's the route they were going. Yeah, I would agree. Even the match at Mania between Mustafa Ali and Cedric Alexander was not as good as it probably could have right. been. Right, and I, we've seen them have better matches on 205 yes. Live. Um, Philip Brown, what former WWE wrestler would you like to see make a return on 205 Live? Uh, Philip would quite like to see Matt Seidel mm. make a return on 205 Live, but he likes his weed way too much. Evidently. Um, I think it's a good answer. Uh, I'd like to see um, Trevor Lee. Impact actually has a pretty decent stable of... Uh, well, Trevor Lee was never in WWE, was he? Oh, return? Yeah. Oh, return. Okay. Hmm. Well, Ray. Yeah. But I'm, I'm guessing he's not going to 205, 205 Live. 205 Live, no. About Chavo Guerrero. Um, as of at least two or three years I ago. I haven't seen him wrestle. He was, I he know was he's wrestling in... for Lucha Underground as of a couple of years ago. Is he? I thought he was still... He's not still? I don't know. Hmm. I don't watch Lucha, Lucha Underground. He's still good. Yeah, that'd be cool. Oh, uh, 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 gosh, it was uh, Justin Gabriel. I was just thinking about him. I was just thinking. I know I he had a that. really bad accident where he really tore himself up eee. not that long ago. Yeah, that sounds familiar. Um, yeah, no, I was because I saw a picture of the Nexus. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, mm-hmm. I remember the Nexus. He was really good. He was really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he'd mm-hmm. been perfect for that. Good answers. Um, penultimate Tommy Wiseau in honor of World Cup wrestling refs carry a yellow card and a red card what is the penalty each what is the penalty each is used for and what is a punishment for each so I'm assuming if this is in wrestling red card is disqualification you're disqualified yeah match over you lose right yellow is it's kind of like a warning but if you get too many of them then you face discipline yeah well don't they just go from yellow to red don't they say hey this is your warning I I think if you amass uh, oh, okay. Yellow card over the course of, say, the World Cup. If uh-huh. you get so many of them, there's some sort of penalty. So they're like technicals. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, Dan Boss, spoiler warning. What do you think was the point of Mustache Mountain um, having such a short title reign to get some buzz for the NXT UK brand? Uh, yeah. I mean, it was more to get some buzz for that Royal Albert, Albert Hall tournament thing because it's not like they're carrying the titles into the actual tapings no um and that is kind of disappointing to be honest with you. they never actually had a real title defense or like a, a successful title defense i should say uh keegan green hey steven larson undisputed error are supremely over do you think when they debut on main it will be the loudest pop for an nxt call-up ever if they book it right yeah no. if they book it right if they do the kind of thing where, you know, they appear, they run in on a high-profile thing, um, like if they I'm, debut blank, on, I'm blanking right now. Who do they, the, like who, if they debut on SmackDown and instantly attack AJ Styles. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Or of better yet, if they debut on Raw and instantly attack Roman Reigns. 
That would be the loudest that, that would be like the Rafter Mania. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be huge. Uh, don't call me Lawler. After finding its way to NXT, a tournament is created to crown a new H champion. Finals come down to Adam Cole versus Kyle O'Reilly. Who wins and how? How come Adam Mayhem isn't in this, these finals? He is the H champion. Um, so, finals, Adam Cole versus uh, Adam Mayhem. No. Adam Mayhem, number one, it's a tournament. Well, he's the H champion. Yeah. No, it's been vacated. No. They say, hey, we want to bring the H championship to NXT because it's obviously it's Triple H's face. NXT is Triple H. This is what we're going to do. Well, then I'd say then Adam Mayhem needs to come with it. There will be a tournament. We already have a H Listen, champion. It's Adam Mayhem. No, you don't. Shush. Stop interrupting. No, you don't tell me what to do. We'll have a tournament in South America or Central America where uh, he will lose the H title. And uh, no. Yeah, and no, I'm not going to sign off on that. Take it to NXT. I'm not signing oh, off I don't on care. that. That's how it's going down. No, it's, you don't get a say. I do get a say. No, you don't. I do. Well, I get to veto that say. No, you don't. I get to veto your say, so nothing happens. Well, it's fine. Nothing happens then. Fine. Uh, Adam Mayhem's H champion in perpetuity. Um, Iconic Bud Ryan. Did Bobby Fish feel left out not having a belt? I don't he know, had a man. Trophy, and he does have a belt. I mean, he's the one who won the damn thing. Yeah. So and that trophy's so. pretty cool. I don't think so. I think he's just, you know, making sure he's getting his, his uh, you know, physical therapy done. Then he'll he'll be back in the mix. Yeah. Participating, this throwing is, up the sign. This is an interesting question. Hmm. Blake Whitehouse, would you rather see Finn Balor continue floundering in the mid-card on the main roster or have him as top guy on 205 Live? Floundering. Because I don't think he's floundering. He's, I don't think it's floundering. He's not really doing much, though. He's got a feud against, what's his face? Yeah. Hey. Yeah, I know. As I said, he's not really doing much. Hey. <clears throat> you know, it's funny. I never know if those guys are like, because I'm sure, I'm sure he's a hungry dude, you know, in terms of yeah. having Am- ambition. Ambition, yes. But there's also a line between like, well, okay, so he actually referenced this on when they had to work Christmas mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. when he was talking to his mom. He said, uh, you know, man, this sucks. I got to work raw on Christmas. And she said, yeah, but you're on raw. And he's like, yeah, it kind of puts things in perspective. Mm-hmm. So it's like on one hand, I mean, you know, I, yeah, I think Raw is way, way bigger of a step than being on two, even the top of like yeah. 205 yeah, Live. Yeah, yeah, um, So, no, he's fine. Uh, Tim Morris, when was the last time you guys got wrestling burnout? He um, feels like he needs Generally, it happens Monday at 5 p.m. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when I'm like... Oh boy, I gotta watch the start. Right the start of hour three of Raw. When I hear "dun it, dun it," there was a weekend where there was a, a New Japan show, a WWE pay per view, and then you have Raw and SmackDown right afterwards. Oh yeah, that was a long four days. Yeah, was that January or Wrestle Kingdom? Mm, like no, must have been one of the New Beginning shows. That could be February. Yeah, or was it Sakura Genesis? I can't remember. Anyways. It was just a long weekend. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I've... I don't know if I've ever, like, really felt burnt out necessarily. I, I'm, I'm always just very appreciative to do what I do. So I don't ever actually feel burnt out necessarily. Um, I mean, yeah, Raw, Raw can be a chore to get through, though. Because, like, flipping three hours. And, like, weeks like this where, like, literally nothing really happens, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. But... That's what DBRs are for. Yep. Let's see here. Um, 
Iconic Bud Ryan. This is a good point. Is there anything sadder than Kyle O'Reilly with no title to air guitar? Oh, man, he looked miserable. He looked so sad. Um, Mr. Lipkin Unlimited, if Undisputed Era were to feud with Regal, who would be the best choice to be Regal's proxy? Well, the obvious answer are the guys who already had their shot. That's uh, Danny Burch and Oni Lorcan. Or Pete Dunn. Um, Given, no, it'd be Pete Dunn. Well, yeah, it'd, it'd be British Strong Style. Just going back even to the, all the initial United Kingdom tournament when Pete mm. Dunn and William Regal had that beef. Yeah. Just in terms of coming full circle on that story. Being on the same page. It'd be Pete Dunn. Sure. 100% Pete Dunn. Yeah, because all the other tag teams are a joke in NXT. Well, War Machine's not. Well, we'll see. <laughs> they're not booked. Traditionally, like, they haven't been. They're not. They haven't been booked like a yeah, joke that's since true. they showed up. Yeah, they've destroyed everybody. I guess the Mighty aren't really jokes either. Oh, I don't know. Oh no. <laughs> I mean, I like them a lot, but it's not like they've been booked that well. Uh, well, they've been on a win streak, haven't they? Uh, no, they, they just, just lost to somebody. Didn't too. they just beat? They didn't just beat. They'll heavy, beat Heavy Machine. Beat Heavy Machine. But they lose. But they lost to. They lost to War Machine. Yeah. At the, the the pre takeover tapings when they debuted their new ring gear, yeah, they no, lost to War Machine. I know that suck. You debut like brand new gear, and you, lose. you lose. Well, it was shortly after they they had the that awesome two part like docu series about right. them, yeah. and they lose in the first round the Dusty Classic. <laughs> what are they doing with those guys? They're I like a really good tag. Team I know too. they're they're awesome. I don't know what they're doing with them. That's why I say they're kind of booked. Not like a joke, but they're not booked that well. What's going on with Street Profits? Remember when they were on TV every week? Does that dude still have like a tooth problem or something? What was his problem? Yeah, I don't know. They, there was some sort of mouth injury. Some weird mouth injury, right? Yeah, they were they were booked really strong, and then they lost to Authors of Pain. Yeah, that's right. And they've barely been seen since. Yeah. Well, he's probably on uh, Montez Ford went on uh, his honeymoon because that he hasn't had, stopped Bianca Belair from cutting a promo. Yeah, that's true. So like here I am on honeymoon. Yeah, I don't know. I don't have an answer for that question. Oh, this is a good. Uh, ranch dressing. <laughs> this is my favorite new name. Ranch dressing wrestling. With the surfaces, Tommaso Ciampa keeps hitting DDTs, getting harder by the day. You know, we've had exposed ring. Concrete. Concrete now. What are some other violent, hard surfaces? Diamond. Ciampa. Wow, yeah. Diamond. Yeah. Like. Uh, Be some sort of metal like titanium. Isn't titanium really hard? Uh, yeah, going to a, a then, cave with stalactites and stalagmites, like the protruding thing. Like they were talking about that when they were talking about the shut up phone. When they were talking about the uh, the cave rescue, yeah, that yeah. just went down. Yeah. How it was like super dangerous. Like you, you're this is like super sharp rock everywhere you stand, mm -hmm. and so you have to like maneuver. Um, and then they had to go in the water. So like that Thai cave. That's a nasty place for a draping DDT. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Some place in like a, a foundry where they're making metal. Mm -hmm. It's super hot. Mm -hmm. All that metal around, probably really hard. Hawaii with all the lava. Yeah. Draping DDT into lava. Yeah. I was reading up on that a little bit. Like how when you get into like if some if a person is just tossed in lava mm -hmm. how messed up it is because no, really you don't really like die right away no it's bad yeah Ugh. can you imagine that no i don't want to like oh i'm screwed i know any, anytime any way anytime you die or any way you can die where you, you you actually have to face the mental process of dealing with your own death in real time as it's happening yeah 
Like if you toss, worst. I saw like this video of you toss um, a bucket of like a, a thing of cold water into like a big thing of lava. It doesn't just dissipate. It erupts under the lava and the lava just starts going crazy. It's like putting uh, water in hot oil. Mm-hmm, yeah. It starts bubbling. It starts going, starts going crazy. That would be rough. So lava, probably number one. Worst way to die? Oh, oh no, just DDTs. Well, getting DDT well, into problem it. Is, then probably Chompa, worst place to get well, DDT. Well, then Champa puts himself in in grave danger doing that. Then yeah, but too. he's crazy. He doesn't care. No, I think he does care. He wants his moment. He's crazy. He would fly away and go. He'd fly away, huh? My head. We have some sort of lava-proof suit made for himself. <laughs> There you go. There you go. All right, that's a good place to end. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Hilton, hit that music, man. We'll see you tomorrow. What are you doing over there? He's re- he's looking up lava videos. What a weirdo. Who just does that? Apparently. apparently. There he is. There he is. Yeah, like I said, thanks for watching, everybody. Check out the CastBox app. Go to friendomarket.com. Buy one of our shirts. Until next time, we'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.